0: Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leaskos. Come on in. right. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show where we take an honest and probing look at the issues that are facing the Middle East and specifically the Gaza Strip at this time of year. Uh, We just want to take a minute to say, no, I'm just fucking with you. Welcome to From the Outside Looking (laughs) In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about me and Pat smoking fine, fine meats on a wood hollow smoker. I wish that was true, but it's not. But anyways, you know the deal. If this is your first time here, you're probably like, what the fuck is going on? But anyways, if it's not, you know the deal. We talk about books. We talk about comic books. We talk about movies. We talk about science. We talk about fucking all sorts of shit, sports. We talk about things from a geeky perspective on non-geek subjects and a non-geek perspective on geeky subjects, whatever. We like comic books. We like all that shit. I am Andy Liascos with me as always. The Mike deed to my king ad rock, Mr. Yo, Patrick Banus. It's a sabotage, everyone. It's a sabotage. <laughs> Listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage. I went with a music thing instead of like a Star Wars or something. A... Yeah, I mean, like fucking Beastie I like that Boys. Works. The... Hey,
1: you did good. Yeah. You, you know what? You took that time and you used it well and you came up with some fresh new uh, intros. On our on our podcast about foreign policy and uh, <laughs> yes. and economics,
0: exactly, exactly. The man that brought peace to the Middle East, Mister Donald Trump.
1: Oh, I thought it was gonna be like James Bond, but I forget which movie. Uh, was
0: oh, <laughs> the man who brought peace to the Middle East, Mister Anwar Sadat. Yeah, in color. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, really digging for a f- nugget of history there with Anwar Sadat, right? Like, uh, if anybody doesn't remember the remember the uh, prime minister of Egypt in the 70s, his name was Anwar Sadat. And uh, yeah, but that's, that's what we got going on. Pat, it is the last day of fucking 2020. We are about to roll hardcore into 2021, my man. How are you feeling today? Uh, so we are not in studio, but Pat, I can actually see you, which is cool. I know what's up bud you're about to drink a little water there yeah i was gonna have a sip from
1: my uh palatial uh recording studio n- better known as my walk-in closet yes you um, are in a
0: closet that is 100 percent accurate
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some fine you know fine clothing and wares behind me no big deal um yeah, yeah, yeah doing that good. deadens the sound doing good hey uh you'll appreciate this um Doing an extra good last night i came out of uh came out of an auction with um a fresh slab of uh dr strange number 169
0: Ooh.
1: yeah yeah a nice uh nice cgc 7.5 grade with white pages um, who's the cover I, on that I, I who did the cover on that one so that is um i believe that is oh geez who did do that cover Um, is that Atkins that did that cover or I don't think, I don't know if that was Ditko and Atkins or not. Um, but anyways, 169 is the first Dr. Strange in his own title. Yes. So that's when they switched from Strange Tales to, um, to Dr. Strange. And that was the one Dr. Strange that I was missing from my run of Dr. Strange, the original, you know, I guess what you'd consider volume one of Dr. Strange.
0: Um, yes, so I, I have that, and it is in shitty ass condition. But you have it. I do have it. it hold on, one second. grab it. Talk amongst yourselves for a second, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, so I picked it up at uh, I picked it up at um, at auction online, and. I uh, picked it up for a shade under three hundred bucks, so not bad. Boom!
0: Ooh, boom! There, there it is. There it is. There it is. Doctor Strange one sixty nine C- corners are chewed off. Spine is pretty much non-existent. Um, but whatever, I do have Doctor Strange one sixty nine. Uh, it's there's tears in it and shit like that. It's probably worth about five dollars. But I do have Doctor Strange one sixty nine.
1: So, so one. One tip for like, one tip for everybody that collects, right? Especially if you collect like older issues. And I, I heard this from a guy, um, a, you know, from an online comic collector, you know, you get, you start, you start where you can get in, you know what I mean? Like you get in where you fit in and then as you have the opportunity, you buy up, right? So you have a copy that might be like, in like, it's like a one, right? Just say it's like graded oh, like yeah. a great one, right? Yep. As you have the time and money and opportunity you buy up. So maybe sometime in the future, you get like a slab like three and that's your, you know, and then you sell the one that you have, right? Maybe, you you know, get a couple of bucks for it that just basically goes towards and as you, and through time, you just buy up. And when you can, you know, when you can do that, you you buy up into higher grades and then you try and get, you know, where you can get. Like, I just happened to see this one on auction and it was pretty low priced. And um, most time you know, like most stuff like on eBay, they, you know, a seven, five, is going for like 350 400 dollars something yep. 7 or higher with white pages is 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 you know higher than you know higher than that so i think i got it for like 290 with shipping which is you know not bad it's a, yeah it's not, not bad. bad it's a little it's a little pricey but it's not bad i saw it there and i was like you know what i don't have this one um so i'm going to try and get in so you know you know there's something to be said for that and i've seen like you know like a, i think i saw like a 9 for like seven or 800 bucks or something so like maybe somewhere down the line you know you just move up into that into that nine and then you take the 300 you spent on this one and you sell that and you recoup and then you put it you know it's just
0: you're just reinvesting funds you know hustling 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 on the comic books hell yeah that's, uh, yeah hey you know what if you're gonna collect something if you're gonna be passionate about it you know like why not fucking spend if it means something to you whatever it is whether that's you know, comic books or porcelain dolls or whatever it is. Like, why not take the time to obsess about it and do it right? You know what I mean? So if I think you like beanie you know, babies get in. Fucking love beanie babies. Like I got a Benny <laughs> the bull somewhere. I really do. I, <laughs> somewhere in the world, there is a Benny the bull beanie baby. Uh, there's, I also have a Chicago bears beanie baby, but that may be it as far as beanie babies that I have, but I fucking yeah. love those too, bud.
1: Yeah, no big deal. Everybody's got their something. Do you, uh, How was your uh, holiday, man? Uh, Christmas was real good. Um, I had a couple of days off from work because I had to take some vacation time, and you know we'll talk to we'll you know we'll speak to this in the next episode. But the very first day of vacation, I just binge watched uh, Mandalorian. Just the whole mm, so good. The whole second season. The whole second season
0: in a day. So good. So, I mean, I watched it. I've watched the whole second season twice now. Uh, I I watched it as it came out uh, every Friday morning, would wake up early, uh, have a cup of coffee with a couple of my buddies, uh, get on Xbox, have a little Xbox Live party and watch uh, the Mando. Uh, Then um, I rewatched all episodes within two days with my seven year old twin daughters. Uh, Because they are big Star Wars fans, big Ahsoka fans. Now favorite character number two is Mando. So nice. they're big Mando fans. They like the way he fights. And uh, oh. I'm like, I, I agree with that, girls. I also like the way that uh, Din Djarin fights. But yes. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib, Mando. I do. We I, I could talk about, I could derail this entire episode, but I won't. We're going to save it for the next episode. We're going to, you know, hopefully you guys have noticed we are producing content more regularly about every two weeks. We're popping out a show and we'll continue with that, uh, theme in 2021. And maybe we'll, uh, break into new ventures, like getting episodes up on YouTube. Uh, maybe not with video production, but at least with, you know, like pictures and shit like that. Like that's slideshow necessarily. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, how cool would it be right now to be listening to this podcast and see a fucking picture of uh, the cover of Dr. Strange 169, right? Like, we could oh, do yeah. shit like that. So 2021, uh, it's going to be a new year of us doing new weird shit, like maybe pictures like a, of our faces. That sounds like a New
1: Year's resolution.
0: It is a New Year's resolution. I don't believe in those. Uh, but yeah, whatever. We're doing one, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, the holiday was good. Just did a lot of stuff indoors. Just, um,
1: you know, um, adulting, house adulting, house home ownership <laughs>
0: adulting. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, right? Like, yep, it's it's the fucking yep. worst, man. I mean, it's the best, as, as, but it's the worst.
1: As uh as wrestling legend Oli Anderson would say,
0: it is the shits. That is fucking Oli. Ole and Arn, two of my fucking all time favorites. Uh, Minnesota Wrecking yes. Crew. Fuck yes. You know how many fucking good wrestlers came from Minnesota? Um, the Road Warriors, Rick
1: Rude. Uh, Rick. Yes. Blair, um Yep. Uh, I don't even. want It's too many. Too many.
0: Yeah. I mean, but just fucking think of that. You know, like the the. Uh... The Andersons, the Road Warriors, Ric Flair, fucking Rick Rude. That's fucking ridiculous. That there is absolutely a, ridiculous right there. I've seen I've
1: seen uh on a on a wrestling group that I'm in, I've seen a yearbook shot from um Robinsdale, Minnesota. And there is like four different professional wrestlers in this one year, in this one high school yearbook. I think like Nikita Koloff, Rick Rude. um, Yes. um, And a couple, I I can't remember who else was in it, but there was definitely, there was definitely a couple of them. I I remember seeing like their yearbook shots and it was like, yeah, wow. Like that is, that's pretty wild that these guys all lived in like this one little area. It's, you know, it happens all over the place. I think there's like a high school in California that produces like a ton of pro baseball
0: players, right? Like it just, it happens that way sometimes, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's insane, man. It it is really insane, but uh, other than uh, the holidays and the great state of Minnesota producing some of the finest professional wrestlers in the world, Pat, what's going on in the world today, bud? Uh, food, food,
1: glorious food. Shouts to Vaz. Oh yes, um, yes. One of our favorites, shouts to and Vaz. I think we've talked about her. In an episode, maybe oh my gosh, maybe a year or so ago, um, mm-hmm. the uh, Nella Zisser, she is a Miss Earth New Zealand. She was she was some sort of a beauty pageant contest. Um, she set a Guinness World Record last week for eating the most chicken nuggets in a minute. Oh, fuck yeah, Nella. You get that shit. Uh, I think she, it was, what do we say? Uh, is that it? I think she had 16 chicken nuggets in a minute. So that breaks down to like 10 and a half ounces because I think they do it by weight or whatever.
0: Um, I don't know, man. I, like, I feel like I could beat that record. I feel like that is an obtainable record. Bring yeah. the pride back to the United States. 16 chicken nuggets in a minute? Yeah, give me some barbecue sauce. I'm in that. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I mean, I could 16 chicken nuggets. I feel like I can do that. I feel like I can do that. I mean, hey, yeah. props to New Zealand, right? Like fucking bringing that title back to the, the, the fucking <laughs> homeland, right? Of New Zealand. Right. And, uh, and being the first country in the fucking civilized world to be corona free. How fucking great is that? What well, a I fucking... Look, a, I mean, it's a small know, country. It's an it's island nation. Kind of, yes, but shouts to them anyway for fucking manhandling chicken nuggets and coronavirus. Fucking good. Yeah. Tip of the yeah, hat she's to you, done, New Zealand.
1: She's done. Um, she's done some other food-related challenges <laughs> that I'm pretty sure we've covered in the past, and so I thought it was funny to see her kind of come back around into the news and set a Guinness book, you know, Guinness World Record, which you know,
0: I don't have one, so that's that's pretty. No, yeah, awesome. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck that fucking proud Maori warrior right there, man. Fucking housing chicken nuggets and shit like that. Although I think I could take that record. 16 chicken nuggets in a minute. I fucking, I feel like I can do that. I, I know. feel like I can. I feel like people eat more wings in a minute than that. Like, this must be a, a record that nobody goes after. Dude, so they have to be by weight. Like, I can't just go to McDonald's, get like a 20 piece and fucking house that in a minute. No, see, man, but dude. now... not well i'm still on the diet right like i mean this (laughs) extra large sweater here thanks man uh i I just bought myself a large coat so i've gone down yeah whoa yeah and it zips bro and it zips i don't even have a large coat yeah bud yeah i'm fucking i'm gonna be a little guy (sighs) Uh, that's 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 the goal, right? Um, right on. But yeah, I went from uh, from two XL. I'm into XL, and uh, but my large coat does fit. Um, yeah, but whatever. Anyways, but now that I think about it, a twenty piece chicken McNugget, right? Even back in the day when you could get that fucking delicious Szechuan sauce, that is. The, by the way, that is the absolute one hundred percent. I don't give you fucking fight me about it, right? That Szechuan sauce that they made and then. No, this fuck that. The Szechuan sauce they made like in the nineties. I think it was like right when Mulan came out, fucking chef's kiss. That fucking Szechuan sauce. It was the hands down the best, uh, McDonald's chicken nugget sauce followed by the spicy brown mustard. Also chef's kiss to that. Yeah. Hot mustard was, hot mustard was good. Oh yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, taking down a 20 piece in a minute seems fucking a little intimidating. Now that I think about it, now that I, you know, I have a reference point. I can say, okay, here's a 20 piece McNugget. Could I house that in a minute? I don't know. I, I still think I could, but it is more daunting than, than when I initially was scoffed at 16 chicken nuggets in a minute. You know what I mean? I feel like we got to start small and just house like a
1: nine piece first and just like set up, set up, like, what's our base? Like, what is our... You know, what's our median time, you know, like, let's just get like a nine piece and just house a nine piece and see how long it takes. Just, just house that chicken, so house of chicken nuggets.
0: If you can get a 10 piece done in under half a minute, right? Like, I I think that's a good, a good, a good, you know, benchmark, right? To go yeah. for, like, I, I'm going to try to get a, a a 10 piece in under half a minute, and then I can keep on adding from there, right? Uh, So yeah, yeah uh, fucking let's, let's, uh. Fuck this whole diet shit. Uh, fuck the twenty six pounds I've lost. I'm <laughs> fucking housing chicken McNuggets. Let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> speaking, of weird, speaking of
1: weird and food, one thing that will definitely want you to want, want you to stay on your diet. Um, uh, McDonald's in China has a sandwich that they are selling called a Spam Burger.
0: I All saw right, so this. Okay, yeah. Did yeah. you see
1: this? It's, yeah. it's like, uh, it's on like a sesame seed bun. It's two slices of spam, crumbled up Oreo cookies and mayonnaise. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's disgusting, dude. That has to be the worst fucking thing. Yeah. Cause like, I like the concept of spam. Like I don't, you know, I don't poo poo on uh fucking canned ham. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with I've it. You know what spam. I mean? And loved it. I've eaten spam and loved it. Right. Um, you put it on a bun I'm still good I'm in at this point I'm still in with a spam burger at this point you want to throw a little mayo on there I'm still good not my favorite yeah you know I mean but I'm okay with it once you start crumbling oreo cookies and you bring that into the mix I'm like why why are you doing this what does this do what does it mean i I don't know I I don't know and and I'm out Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I I don't know who came up with this, but I like I know that Asians
1: like Asian culinary, you know, Asian cuisine can get pretty weird. But this is.
0: Ah, I don't don't know, man, but nah,
1: nah, Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: all about. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about, you know, I'm not Andrew Zimmerman, you know what I mean? But I I do like I do like trying new things. uh, But yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Nah, you can't make me. I'm not gonna. not gonna do it. I ain't real fancy, but... Oof. I ain't crazy either. Yeah, I ain't real fancy, but I'm fancy enough not to eat fucking mayonnaise and Oreo cookies together. You know what I mean? Like, I could maybe get down with one of those things on a piece of spam. You know what I mean? But I cannot get down with both on a piece of spam. Mm -mm.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. Oh, no. And... uh, and, and while we're on the subject of food, glorious food, and shouts to Vaz, uh, also just throwing a quick shout to our main man, Rand McNally, Sweet Lou, Lucifer, who makes a video cameo appearance in the food video by Vaz. So. Get out of here. Frenchie's in the video. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie's in the video, man. He's at the bus stop with a few other people hanging out, Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. got a flat brim hat on looking cool as fuck, so... I miss all those kids. Right uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, fucking shouts to Vaz, shouts to Sweet Lou. Uh, yeah. Fucking food, glorious food. Vaz is back in the studio. I talked to him the other day. He's working on a few new tracks. Uh, cool. Good to him. Um, uh, my band Bears Have Hearts has released a new acoustic single of Almost There on Spotify, recorded all remotely, all mixed here at uh, Full Spectrum Audio um check that out and announcement uh for the most part i am in the midst of recording my first solo album under the title the obscured magnificent which i will look to finish and release uh, early next year that's a q1 deliverable uh, from me wow <laughs> wow,
1: wow.
0: We're, we're, yeah.
1: we're we're it's this is synergy there's corporate synergy yeah. right here
0: yeah, yeah, 100%. That's a Q1 deliverable, is the Obscure Magnificent's uh, first EP, which right the on, Obscure man. Magnificent cool. is just me. But yeah, I don't like, yeah, I didn't want to have a fucking title. You know, I, the, Ironically, the band name, Hi, My Name's Andy, and I'm Pretentious as Fuck was already taken. So the Obscure <laughs> Magnificent is a play on an H.G. Wells novel called The Research Magnificent. Uh, hgl hg wells uh, one of my favorite authors so
1: cool that's good stuff man we need that we need that in 2021
0: yeah for sure man fucking you know hey whatever it is whatever you love whatever you do just make it and fuck it who cares right like that's the one thing that's kind of cool the music industry is dead right there's no way to make money there's no way to fucking do anything you can't tour you can't sell merch but you can fucking distribute your own shit through uh you know spotify and itunes and you know like that's you know I, I was watching a, a an interesting documentary on um prime uh about recording studios and like how they're a dying breed like yeah I mean because everybody who does music oh. or something has a, has at least something you know like my size well I mean you know I'm I'm a 20 track studio are taking over. Macbooks are taking over you know what I mean um but uh, yeah, anybody can get a a two track audio interface and fucking start doing shit and uh yeah I mean like my setup here is a little bit more complicated. I'm, you know, set up to do drums and I have outboard gear and shit like that. But, I mean, the only thing for me is like going to a studio, like a real studio. A like the experience is cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, I, I feel like it does make you more focused on getting the the job done, and, and, and maybe. I, I, the it's a double edged sword. you, know, like either you're fucking more focused and you're you're putting a, a a better performance out, or you're too nervous and you're not comfortable enough and your fucking performance suffers. But anyways, I forget what it's called. It's on Amazon Prime. It's an interesting look at the dying recording studio. Uh, if you think about it, they they it's primarily in the states, right? But they they talk about London a little bit. And in the city of London, at one point, there was like 35 recording studios, right? And really, the only thing is left is Abbey Road. Really? And that's, yeah, that's like the only major studio in London anymore is Abbey Road. And that's because it's fucking Abbey Road, right? Like, if it wasn't Abbey Road, it would be fucking closed down.
1: Wow. Wow, I did not know that.
0: That's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. I mean, it's it's really, really crazy. And, uh, yeah, it's, and and obviously all of that, 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 that's not pandemic related, right? It's just as fucking technology advanced, right? That's technology. The The industry was going that way. Yep, exactly. Right. And so you could either spend like $250,000 on buying all this outboard analog gear, or you could get a DAW and a couple you know, and some software and maybe spend five grand. Right. No, I'm a schmuck and I still have a two track interface. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're fucking. You're you're right. You're you're not going anywhere to record this fucking show, right? Like, yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah. Could you imagine, imagine if we had to go in somewhere for an hour and fucking pay somebody, you know, a hundred and twenty bucks to record this fucking thing? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, like, we wouldn't. No way, we would do that.
1: Not this a would chance. But yeah,
0: cassettes, dude. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's fucking. That's where we're at. But I mean, it's all good, man. Um. So yeah. You should check that. I forget what it, I'll. By the time we record the next episode, I'll have an update with what the name of that documentary is. If you're cool. interested, I thought it was a really cool look uh, at the recording industry. So I think, uh, I think it's
1: time for a uh, one of our world famous uh, mixed media moments.
0: Movies, books, yeah, books, and comic stuff. And it's just,
1: we'll talk about musical References and literary uh, references. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right, son. Uh, lay that track down in the studio right there. That's fucking. That's a gold record right there. With the echo, with the echo, (laughs) getting them boredom, like fucking Charles Bukowski in factorum. Okay, sorry.
1: So, so we finally (laughs) both uh, after after lots of delays, we finally got a chance to. double back on the boys season two which we have not talked
0: about no we haven't
1: um really um you know amazon prime everybody knows about this this has been you know it's been out for a while it's it's good um what was it 10 episodes 12 episodes um yeah i can't remember i I think
0: i think eight episodes yeah yeah it was shorter than i wanted it to be um, but man, did they deliver on the story and the content, right? Like, ah, uh, fucking chef's kiss to this season of the boys season two, uh, yeah. up to the violence. I th- I feel like, you know what I mean? Like it kept that, that sort of like, uh, flavor of Garth Ennis's, you know, extreme violence, right. That, 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 yeah. that sort of happens. Right. Yeah. The gore is like, I found like the gore is
1: something that people, you know, point out in like any kind of reviews or, 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 you know, discussions or whatever. And I think that it's like really good to the, it's almost to the point of being campy, but it's, it doesn't cross that threshold. Yep. Yep. For sure. So I, I think that it yeah. really like, I like, I think that that really adds a component to the, to the show.
0: I, so one of the things that I, I really found great about, uh, this season was, Their treatment of the deep, right? Like, what what's going on with the deep? He's now part of this sort of like uh, uh, cult type, you know, Church of Scientology type kind of thing, right? Where he's, oh, it's unbelievable. He's getting back to the seven, right? Uh, And they're gonna help him get back to the seven. Uh, Fuck it. When they introduced the Archer, right? Like as like Mm. sort of like the guy that recruits him and gets him into the self help. And like just going through what what really happened to him, you know what I mean? Like he was this, you know, he's this superhero whose ability is like being outstanding at archery and like amazing shots and stuff, but like completely failed on a mission because he ran out of arrows which is it's it's fucking funny when you look at like you know like uh, yeah shitting on hawkeye last time right you know what i mean but that that is true when your superpower is a fucking bow and arrow there's only so many arrows that a quiver holds right. you know what i mean right. <laughs> so i thought i thought that was great um i thought uh huey and starlight uh the story and uh play between them was done really well you know yeah uh with uh, Starlight, uh, you know, like almost having to kill Hue- Huey at that one point, right? To like keep her right cover. Right, the sewer there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole sewer scene is fucking. When they drive the boat into the whale, it's. <laughs> <laughs> right the whale. It's so good. <laughs> it's the. It's so fucking funny, man. It just really is. I I love what the boys does. Is it blends like you know that that sort of violence. Um. Also, uh, shouts out to Iceman for uh for being in in uh uh the fucking uh series as uh as lamplighter. Yeah you know what I mean yeah that guy's in everything uh, he really fucking is in everything. I don't know his name. You'll know him as Iceman from the X-Men movies, but he plays Lamplighter uh in this season of The Boys. Um which again I thought was great. The story was great. Uh Kimiko was awesome. Uh Frenchie, fuck going deep in on Frenchie. Yep. Loved that shit. The other um,
1: the one thing that I really thought was really good was the introduction and evolution of Stormfront as a character.
0: Oh, yeah, dude.
1: Was like, I I mean, and they build, you know, they basically built a lot of this season around her. Yep. And I thought that was really excellent. The way that she was, the way she portrayed herself and the way that she kind of, like, turned, um, you know, into this, like, you know, shitheel villain. Um, I, I thought that was really, really well done. Like just the way you see her evolve. Like she just comes off as like this kind of like millennial hipster type person initially. And then as this, this series goes on, as the episodes go on, she starts to get darker and darker. And, you know, by, you know, episode eight, she's speaking German.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. And, and they, they tied in to the, you know, a tie into the comics where, you know, fuck Nazis, right? Like, this is always it always comes back to Nazis uh a, a lot of the time and you know that's that's what we find out here again is you know she's you know what a hundred and something years old in reality and not a millennial hipster yeah. and fucking was married to a Nazi Nazi scientist uh who you know helped build homelander and shit like that uh she was she was married to Vault. yeah Vaught, yeah right right who yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. wow yeah and vault was a Nazi scientist and yeah, no, it was fucking it was great. And um let's see. Uh fucking Homelander and Morph, right? The, oh, the, gross, d- oh, my dude, god. Dude, so gross. Dude. Dude. dude so fucking <laughs> oh, no, gross. Oh, man. <laughs> so gross, dude. It's so oh. fucking funny. Oh, ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh that was, that only a was matter great of time
1: till he he exploded Morph because oh, that whole thing was super gross, dude.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Getting receiving oral from yourself is one of the weirdest Whoa. things, right? Like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's fucking weird when you talk about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fucking black noir, like getting to see black noir in action. That was fucking dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And seeing how like awesome and kind of like, like powerful he is like, yeah. I, I, you know, nobody really knows what he can do or whatever. And then he like actually gets a chance to do it and he's
0: like pretty serious man oh he's a fucking monster right like he's he's basically a monster can't be stopped except for his fucking nut allergy right (laughs) so weird it's so great i mean it's like it's like oh fuck what you know like and and it really toys with um you know I, i i like the the moral duality that that like characters like uh starlight and huey face right even butcher right who just kind of tunes out at one point is like you know fuck this you know and um oh fucking butcher's wife right yeah what um
1: whatever her name is um becca becca yep and and her son her son Ryan who is really homelanders kid and you start to yep. see him like trying to coax Ryan into, you know, being like the child superhero he wants him to be. And you so you yes. get this peek into like you get this this peek into Homelander's psyche about how his upbringing was because he was, you know, basically a test tube baby, you know what I mean? And um Right, right. I, yeah. It, it, the psychological stuff, you know, is really interesting and well done in this in this show. It's not like a it's not like a normal superhero story where you know, a lot of things are very straightforward and kind of two D. Um, like, I think a lot of there's a number of characters in this show who are very like, you know, multi dimensional. You know, you get a lot of depth, and I think that that's really important.
0: There's, uh, yeah, no, for sure. There's definitely a lot of uh, different aspects. These aren't too two dimensional super you know what's great is is the the bad guys aren't necessarily all bad with a, ex, the exception of maybe like stormfront right uh you know e- even homelander has some aspect of like humanity to him maybe not black noir but certainly the deep and uh, a train a train's uh, story arc was really cool uh this right. season i thought um and uh um yeah i mean there's just so many great tie-ins right like the uh, the sort of aoc Type uh senator character, right? Who uh turns out may not be the good guy of the story after all, right? She may be the the big bad that we're we're talking about facing, right? Um I but I do love that one scene where they're having like sort of that uh hearing or whatever, right? And like everybody's head is exploding, right? And like everybody's like freaking out, but Homelander is like excited about like, what is going, yeah. You know I mean, like, yeah, it, whoever this person is, like it, it intrigues him, which I, this I, is I his like challenge. that. About. This is a, yes, he needs a challenge. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I definitely did dig that. Um, what Ryan killing Becca, right. While trying to save her. Uh, that was, that was great. Also like a, 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 testament to Butcher's character, right. Or who he, he, you know, obviously not liking Ryan to begin with, you know, and then, you know, having him seeing him kill the love of his life, right? But then realizing that, he, you know, whatever, right? His his final message to Ryan and final lesson I thought was great, right? Which was just don't be a cunt. Right. Yeah. yeah. Worse to live by. Worse to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode
1: seven and eight with the with the hearing and then all of the fallout and then the kind of the season finale there were so so good
0: oh yeah 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 they do even though the the violence the action and and i mean i mean it's it's a world with superheroes and fucked up shit over the top right they do a really good job of grounding that in reality throughout the entire season right where where you see people protesting and things like that yeah i mean it, it brings a very realistic element to a unrealistic kind of world. You know what I mean? Well, and then One of the other things is that to have,
1: like speaking of like grounding, there are so many characters in this, the show that have human, you know, connections to people like that ground them in, you know, humanity, right? Like, um, Queen Maeve has her relationship with Elena be like this huge thing. Yep, yep. Right? Um, you know, uh, Homelander has this kind of, these kind of mother-father-like, you know, these mommy issues and these, these these you know, daddy issues and all kinds of things. And oh, yeah, yep. Butcher has Becca and Ryan and Huey has right. um, Starlight. So, like, there are so many different, like, So many characters that have so many things keeping them grounded. It really helps. Like I said before, like there's so much depth to these characters that it's a lot, it's very, it's very interesting. And I I think it makes the show so much better. And I think that's why it gets, you know, so much critical, you know, um, acclaim is because like it has depth where it needs to have depth. It's not just this, you know, here's superheroes blowing stuff up and there's no personal lives. There's no, right. There's not, there's nothing that keeps them tethered,
0: you know? Everybody's motivations are realistic, right? Like Mother's Milk wants to get back to his family. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's his motivation, right? And he and he can't do that until it's safe, right, for him right. and for his family to coexist, right? Frenchie is is dealing with a lot, right? Like not following lamplighter to go help his friend, right? and then like lamp lighter kills you know you know on accident but still kills that lady's kids right what's her name um uh the oh, cia her. lady yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah yeah i don't
1: I, I forget who i forget who that is what her name is um whatever
0: mother or whatever yeah i can't remember what her name is i like she's the head of the cia and you know she she's you know sort of the head of like the boys as a clandestine group right sort of like funds them and things like that and like frenchie uh, w- when they were more official, right, and working directly for the CIA, right, was sort of, like, charged with watching uh, Lamplighter, like, keeping a tail on him. Um, one of Frenchie's friends ODs, he, like, has to go and, like, try to save him. Um, and, you know, the, his friend winds up fucking getting pissed because it took him so long to get there or whatever, and they, you know, you know not being... Wind up not being friends, and then Lamplighter winds up in, in 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 he he he's meaning to kill this CIA operative, but unbeknownst to him, it's not her in this house; it's her children, and he kills these two kids. Right. So uh, Mallory. and then Frenchie, Mallory, yeah, that's her name. Right, right, and uh, yeah. So I mean, there's there's that element of Frenchie trying to you know make up for that, right, and and do what he does, plus you know his his caring for Kimiko, right. There's a there's right. a human element to to everything, even Homelander. Uh, you know, there's there's elements uh, that are psychological and deep that drive him, other than just him wanting to be the ruler of the world. Um, him jerking off over the city, though, is a fucking great great way to end. Oh yeah, you, you know, cap off that fucking yeah yeah. It's fucking.
1: Speaking of deep, um, uh, the 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 part of episode two where the deep is like drugged up and he's hallucinating and his gills are like talking to him. Um, And it's like Patton Oswalt. And it's it's like Patton Oswalt is the
0: voice. that, Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's fucking great. It's fucking great. And so like, everybody knows, you know, if you watch season one, the deep, you know, you probably watch season two as well. But what's great is the deep is such like a womanizing asshole. Right. And like, he's like, so like this, this church or cult, you know, has him like get married. Right. As, as, as kind of thing. And he marries this, you know this sort of plain, yeah, and I'm I'm doing air quotes, right? Because you know she seemed fine to me, right? Yeah, but he's like, but I married this chick that's just like normal looking and gives terrible blowjobs, right? <laughs> like it's it's just funny because he's an asshole. He's the shallowest yes. character, though. he I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of right. character depth within the deep, right? Right. Which again, right. I think it's, it's ironic because his name is the Deep, and he's not deep.
1: Well, so. So the season 2 ends with Homelander
0: jerking Queen off Maeve over
1: it. and no 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 Homelander <laughs> and Queen Maeve and uh, Starlight are together as what's left of the 7 yeah, and they right. have a very, you know, kind of I, I don't even know if I would even call it like an uneasy alliance but you know because of the corporate presentation of the 7 you know, you have these three. Um, I I think the deep is back in the seven, but I forget which one is. I don't know if it's
0: A Train or the deep is back in the seven. So, like, I think I guess they're the both. Question... I think they're. Well, no, I think A Train gets back into the seven, right? But the deep doesn't. The deep winds right. up not getting back into the seven. Because you can only right, have like one have... getting back in. Yes. And it winds up being A Train. So, it'd be, um, really, yeah, and... be
1: really interesting for season three to see what the team is going to look like and how they will function moving forward. Right. Like who is this team going to be? Is it going to be, you know, is the deep right. and you know, like I, I don't, who all is going to be, there's five people that we, there's five heroes that we know of allegedly. Right. Yes.
0: And, and then the, I
1: go ahead. Sorry. There's uh not rumor, but there's confirmation that Jensen Eccles will join the cast in season three as soldier boy now i don't know who the character was but apparently he was an ex-boyfriend of starlight so yep, whether he'll right. be in the seven or whether he will be just a peripheral character is really tough to say but you know that is an interesting dynamic going into the next season um you know, yes because what because mave has
0: be. right because mave has dug up dirt on homelander that will completely like wreck him right uh, so they've sort of got Homelander under control, which is why he winds up standing on top of the building, jerking off over the city <laughs> of Los Angeles. I can't remember what he's yelling as he's out over there. He's like, "I'm the fucking king," or whatever it is. Right? It's 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 unfucking believable. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the season was great. It was fantastic. I'm really looking forward to season three. And seeing where it goes, right? Like, uh, you know, I, and I hope they do a thing with maybe, you know, season three or, you know, maybe they go into season four and then they just cut it. You know what I mean? Like, get to the story right. and get to the end, make, keep it good. And yeah, but boys, if you're not watching it, start watching it. If you don't like the ultra violence, stop being a sissy and learn to love the ultra violence. Yeah, no, for sure. Embrace the yeah. ultra violence. Two thumbs
1: up. Two thumbs up, nine out of ten. We'll recommend. Yeah, and th-
0: yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking five star Yelp review. <laughs> so we got uh we got two portions of this mixed media moment mixing up the media types, going back to Amazon Prime where we started from. So it's not really that much of a different type, but we watched a movie. Um and I watched it on Prime. I, I, not together, not together. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but not together. <laughs> we, we, we watched a movie. Uh, we watched um, the new live-action Mulan. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, no yeah, no, we not... didn't. I, I didn't watch that either. Uh, I did watch Soul recently, and that was great. Uh, but I digress. Keeping in the vein of, of from the outside looking in, we watched New Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Available for rent yeah. on Amazon Prime. Yes. New Mutants, a story of mutants that were not young. No, they weren't. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, they're not new old,
1: mutants. but they're new. Yeah. It, so it's funny. They,
0: um,
1: I think this was. Was this was this Fox? This is a Fox. This was one this of the is last a Fox, Fox properties. Yeah,
0: Fox production. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is
1: one of the last Fox properties before um, all the rights reverted back to Marvel or they were given back to Marvel. Whatever you however, however that that shook out. So they just kind of yep. threw this out there on streaming.
0: They didn't bother to. Really, no, they did, did think, a theatrical. They did a theatrical release during the pandemic. They did. Oh. I yeah.
1: have no idea. You
0: could have. You could have went and saw this in the theater. Nobody did. Uh, because, yeah, that sort of pissed me off, because I wanted to watch this a couple of months ago, and I couldn't.
1: Yeah, I had no idea that it was even in the theater. I thought they just, I thought they kind of announced it, like, two weeks ahead of it hitting streaming, they're like, alright, we're gonna put this on streaming. Like, fuck it, we, yeah. we don't know what else to do.
0: No, yeah, no, they tried a theatrical release, I'm pretty sure it was a fucking, uh, commercial disaster... Uh, but New Mutants as a movie has been sitting on the sidelines for quite some time. I remember seeing a trailer for this in, like, 2018. Uh, um yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we got the movie this year, and it's, um, you know, if, if you're not familiar with the, the New Mutants mythos, you are familiar with its two biggest byproducts, I would say, uh, which are Deadpool and Cable, right, both coming from New Mutants Origins, and if you've watched the uh, FX show Legion, also New Mutants tie in there. This movie right. has nothing to do with that, uh, but that is sort of, you know, some of the, the the bigger highlights of the New Mutants story arcs, right? It's it's a New Mutant team. It's the, you know, uh, if you don't remember uh, the X-Men, kind of a big comic book, right? If you don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't remember that, uh it produced people like uh Angel. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super big uh, the Beast. Um you know, but yeah, so you know, they had X-Factor, they had X-Force. Uh was it What was the Canadian one? Uh Alpha Flight. Al- Alpha Flight. Yes. And then continuing on uh the the sort of like 90s, let's put a mutant in everything uh the new mutants came out, right? These weren't your father's mutants, kids. These were fucking new mutants. And, uh, um,
1: well, I don't think that, um, I think the original new mutants, um, came out in the late 80s. I don't think it was a 90s I, property. I, I think, I think it came out in the 90s. I, I
0: agree. Yeah.
1: It was, but it was like, uh, I, I don't know how. I don't know exactly how it came about, but it was it was a it was a younger team, you know, now that the X-Men were all kind of growed it up. Wasn't Longshot involved with the New Mutants at some point? He was, but not initially. He was <laughs> Longshot was in it around the same time that Deadpool w- and Cable were in it. Like, yes, Deadpool okay, yeah, yeah. we're like issue what uh, Deadpool was issue 92 or something. Something yes, in the 80s yes. or 90s. And then Cable was like 100 or 101. Um, so, you know, they had they had survived for a couple of years in comic rotation before those characters were introduced.
0: But yeah, Longshot was in that that era. Right.
1: right? Like that kind of I that feel like
0: to, I feel like to a certain extent, the New Mutants was Marvel's answer to um, not the initial run, but the that 80s, very popular run of Teen Titans. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Uh, Teen Titans had came out previously and was, you know, kind of goofy and and sappy in in the 70s. Right. But like like that 80s run with a a more mature, darker kind of Robin, I feel like Marvel's answer to that was the New Mutants, kind of this younger offshoot group. And they did get a little darker in the New Mutants comics from time to time, uh, although the X-Men comics never pulled punches. Right. Especially with some of the shit that was going on around that same time, like Geonosis was going around that like same time and shit like that. Oh right? yeah, all, all, Ge- the, all the crossover. Genosis, yeah. Geonos is actually a Star Wars reference. I'm thinking of what's Genosha. the fucking Genosha. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's not the yeah. not the bug people from Star Wars. But anyways, let's talk about the movie, The New Mutants.
1: Yeah. So the 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 trailer that I think we all saw was it, it kind of gave this impression that they were going to have this. It was almost going to be kind of like this, like almost like a horror movie. Almost. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. And, and I and I think to a degree they delivered on that in that these are you know t- you know teenagers who don't know what you know don't know what their powers are or they can't control their powers and there's a lot of like psychosis around how they have their powers and so they're in this institution trying to figure it out but they can't leave so it's not like an institution and more like a you know almost like a prison and um you know there are some weird things going on when um what is her name um was it proud star or i'm trying to think of the girl's name let me try and see if i can um oh danny moonstar i'm sorry so the beginning of the yeah. movie is like this is this introduction to danny moonstar who is like this kind of i don't know what her i don't know if it's magical or if it's like just you know, or if it's, um, like telekinetic or psychic or I don't know what her power or ability is, but she is introduced and comes to this, um, institution and everything goes bad after that.
0: Yes. Yep. And, uh, I mean, you know, the one thing that I really, really enjoyed about this movie is the way that they sort of melded classic horror tropes with, uh, comic book superheroes, right? Like, I thought that oh, was... Oh, yeah. That was, I thought it was a, a really cool take uh, that you don't get to see very often. Um, you, you either either you're kind of going straight horror or you're going, you know, straight superhero. You don't necessarily get kind of a mixing of the two. Uh, even in Swamp Thing, right? Like, the TV series, right? Like, it's kind of right. more dark, right? And in, in sort of that like, you know, campy horror kind of way, but done really well. Uh, I, I, I thought that's where the new mutants was most successful to me. Right. It was, uh, it was a different story take both visually and storytelling wise, whether that was successful. I don't know. Uh, but it was ambitious. It was different. It was new. And I liked that. Right. I liked some of the, uh, acting, uh, I love Maisie Williams. Uh, you know what I mean? Like she's fucking, you know, you can throw her in anything. I'm, I'll probably watch it. Um, yeah, but, uh, i I feel like for a character driven piece, I felt like that part of it could have been improved, yeah, I mean, um, sure, yeah, I mean, like sure. we 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 struggled thinking of moonstar's name, and she's the main character of the movie <laughs> you, you know what I mean I mean she i I don't know what you call i mean she's not
1: she's not the antagonist, but I guess she is the protagonist right. in a way that in that in that you know. At the end, they really kind of need her to overcome all of this and wreck it. And and it's 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 a typical mutant trope, right? She's got to figure out what her powers are and how to control them. And yep. you know, they end up they the the, the 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 new mutants who are in this facility already have to band together to help stop her powers because she can't control them and doesn't understand them yet. You know. Yes. Um, I'm, I, you know, as usual, the casting is great. You know, Maisie Williams is is really good. Now they took they took a lot of liberties with, um, you know, Rain Sinclair slash Wolfbane. Um, yep. You know the the kind of friendship love thing with Danny Moonstar is not canon um, in any capacity. Um, but you know they decided this would be a thing, and it's a way to you know it's a way to ground. Danny Moonstar, you know, as she kind of goes through this, you know, her trials and tribulations, if you will. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy as Ileana Rasputin. Um, was yeah, I, I, really I, I, I was
0: okay with that. I was okay with that, for sure.
1: Um, I, I, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy is in, like, everything right now. And in the last, like, year or so, I've, re- I've realized she's in, like, she's in fucking everything. She's she's in this movie, and she I, I love her character. I love the attitude that she brings to the character. Um, she's in the Queens gambit, which is a show on Netflix. And we'll talk about that another time, but she, she's yep. really, really good there. Um, I didn't realize this, but I'm just getting to the point in, um, Peaky Blinders where she shows up in Peaky Blinders. Um, Fire in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So I realize this is like season three and they of a, like a six or seven season show, but I can only watch so much content at one time. So I'm on season three. Sorry. Yep, Still, yep. I'm only on season three. Um, yeah. Uh, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things plays a really good cannonball, Sam Guthrie. Um, yep. His his emotional struggle and the way that he, you know, comes to grips with his power is, is another really good storyline, right? He, you know, he lets loose I, his powers I, in the mines and, you know, it kills his dad. And so he struggles with that. He can't control himself. I, I really like that.
0: I, I, I enjoyed that as well. I, I I feel like Cannonball may have been my favorite character in the movie, right? Which um which is ironic because I I never liked Cannonball in any of the comics. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah it's that's like, fair. that's a lame ass power, and, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's, uh,
1: Henry Zaga. I don't know who he is, but anyway, he plays Roberto da R- Roberto da Costa, um, aka Sunspot. Um, yep. he has a good story arc, you know, because he's like this rich kid and he's full of braggadocio, which is really just covering up for his insecurities about his power and how his powers evolve. And, um, so it's, it's really interesting. And so between like, Danny Moonstar and Ilyana there's a lot of I think they spend a lot of time triggering each other's powers somehow and those powers end up like some of their inner psychosis ends up fueling you know the storyline with like this smiling man you know creature or whatever that shows up in like I guess we'll call it like the third act or whatever where you know it's everybody's freaking out and you know, they're they're going after everybody. And then um, I can't remember what's her name. Um, I don't know who I'm trying to think of the woman who. Um, I'm trying to think of the woman who plays the scientist or the doctor in the. Um,
0: institution, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't remember what her name is, but just I don't know why, but that. Reminded me of a South Park episode where he's like, Dr. Scientist. Yeah, sorry, pretty much. I digress. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty I... much all I can remember. Oh, okay,
1: Dr. Reyes. That is this character, Dr. Reyes. I'm Ooh, sorry. Yes, Dr. Doctor... Reyes. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> apparently, you know, she's she's trying to help people, and but she's really working for, you know, and then the other fun plot point that they don't, you know, you don't really see is that they refer to this other um, institute that these kids could graduate to. You know what I mean? But you see that this is, um, it's an, it's, it's Essex Industries, which is not Xavier's Institute for, you know, the gifted. It's Um, not Professor X. It's definitely not. Uh, Essex Industries is run by Nathaniel Essex. Uh, mm-hmm. who Aka, Mister Sinister.
0: Yes. Also a so, tie-in in Deadpool two to Mister Sinister. Right. I think it'd be fucking. I, I think it'd be cool if they brought Mister Sinister into something in the near future. Great character, and yeah, I, I would definitely say seeing Essex Industries and seeing some of that in the New Mutants, I thought was really cool. Yeah, like you. You could tell
1: that you could tell that Sony or I'm sorry, um, Fox. You could tell that they yeah. wanted to kind of circle this back and bring them ultimately bring them into a crossover with the X-Men and have a you know a big movie and, and that would have been great um I guess I guess it, it we're, we'll have to be curious about how Marvel will treat the new mutants and where that will go because they're they're still trying to figure out how to introduce mutants into Marvel Canon
0: yes yes and I think that's something you know, obviously we're going to see the X-Men and we're going to see mutants before we see the new mutants introduced into this kind of environment. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. And I hope they don't fuck it up because the one thing that Fox did kind of well is handle the X-Men, sure, a ton of fucking horrible shit, uh, you know, and mistakes were made, right, as well. But, you know, to be fair, Marvel did a really, really good job with uh, Spider-Man and introducing Spider-Man. Uh, right. into into the Marvel uh, uh, universe as well. So I, I think it'll be great. Um, and I'm excited to see where Marvel goes from here because I definitely, you know, they, they sort of had a mutant in the mix already in the Scarlet Witch because Scarlet Witch is a mutant, right? Right. Uh, her mutant ability is to control magic or whatever, but whatever, I mean, she's still a mutant, but they never touched on it. So I think it'll be good to have that as a, 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 a counterpoint within the MCU now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I,
1: thought this was a, I thought this was a good movie, you know, and actually I thought it was better that I didn't see it in a the theater because it kind of didn't really, the vast majority of the film didn't have that kind of superhero, you know, big box office w- blockbuster type of movie, so I thought it was really cool to, like, see it, you know, at home as a kind of, like, thriller, like, almost like a supernatural thriller in a way, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I've... I agree. It it definitely wasn't that sort of like grandiose sort of cinematic experience, right? Right. Um I I thought it, I thought it was a decent movie. Uh if I was going to rate it, I'd be like a 5.5, 5, 6, somewhere yeah, in that six. area, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like worth seeing, right? Um but, you know, not like going to change your life or or anything like that. But right. definitely I thought it was cool. It, it The again, I really liked the concept of of interwinding that sort of superhero and classic horror tropes, uh, together. I thought that was cool. Done pretty well. Um, anytime you have a big ensemble cast, right? Like it's sort of, it's sometimes the failure of that, right? When you try to have a character driven ensemble cast, you don't have much time to go into every single character and their motives, especially in a two hour movie. Um, Some movies do it successfully. Some movies are Suicide Squad. This isn't Suicide Squad, right? But, you know, again, I don't think it's as good as, you know, say the first X-Men movie, uh, which I thought was done really, really well. Uh, But also, you know, when we think about the first X-Men movie, I get to look back at it through the scope of seeing, you know, 3,000 other X-Men movies. Uh, different timelines and like fucking 43 different Wolverine movies with Hugh Jackman. So I'm sure that fucking rose tints my glasses when looking back at the original X-Men movie.
1: Yeah. And um, I, I think one of the things that I, I think you're going to see, and this is, this, this is the rumors that I continue to hear, is that you're going to probably get a, it sounds like we're going to get a Wolverine before we get a lot of other mutants. Yep. um r- rumors around Falcon and winter soldier continue to suggest that there is going to be a Wolverine appearance sooner than later um I, I don't know if I believe that that's gonna happen in in the first season of in, you know Falcon and winter soldier but we'll see um but that is you know the one mutant they really want to try to get in there and then they're gonna try to bring other mutants in you know over time I assume that that's gonna be like a phase five thing but we we still don't really know um but yeah I mean as far as like that goes and and I- you know, I think the last thing that I really liked was, um, oh man, the the dragon, Ilyana's dragon. I can't remember what his name is.
0: Oh yeah, um, I forget. I like Ilyana Rasputin as a character in general, but yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I I did think the uh, I I can't. I have my computer and my phone going, so I don't really have the ability to look up what uh, Rasputin's dragon's name was. But yes, I thought that was done well, and and enjoyed that too. Yeah, like how it's a it's a puppet until
1: she does magical things and then it becomes, you know, it is a dragon. Um, So I I really liked, and and that, that kind of weaves into that, like psychosis or mutant power or, you know, what is it? You know what I mean? I love that, that kind of conflict.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. Like what is reality? And I thought, yeah, they'd handled that pretty well, right? Like sort of that, that blurred line between reality and is it, somebody's mutant ability or somebody's psychosis that makes their puppet come to life. (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah, it was
1: good. I, you know, I, I don't, um, I, I don't, I I thought it was worth watching. I think people should watch it if nothing for the throwbacks to other parts of the mutant canon, Um, and then hopefully it'll, you know, it'll become a thing, you know?
0: Yes, I I agree. I, I definitely think it's worth a watch. It's not going to waste your time uh you know yeah it's 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 not a stinker it's not the greatest movie ever but i you know again i think it's 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 well worth a watch it's it's uh you know again it's done pretty well the acting's decent uh the, the you know again there always could be story improvements right but it's it's an interesting enough story to drive you along the way
1: yeah yeah they they took liberties uh here and there and um i, I don't mind it i think that that's okay Um, and it was worth watching and I love the horror aspect of it. I think that that's a fresh kind of a fresh take on that. It's a, it's kind of a new property in the mood, in in the cinematic canon. And I, I like that they did it the way they did it. So, you know, kudos to, um, I'm trying to think whoever, whoever the director was that, you know, kind of put that all together. Oh, Josh Boone. I don't know who he is, but, um, I, I like that that was the take on this. And so, um, you know, good on them. Um, I don't know that it was like, I don't know how popular it was amongst critics and stuff, but I thought it was good enough. So, you know, that's all that matters is we yeah. thought it was
0: good enough. Exactly. I don't think it was is critically acclaimed. I don't think it may not have a fresh uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, again, right. some people could be a little too critical. I, I definitely think it's entertaining enough to watch. The story is good enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I think a lot of times, you know, Certain movies because you're not, you know, the superhero may not be fucking, you know, a a household name, right? Like that can do you wrong too, right? So, but yeah, I, I, again, five and a half, six, somewhere around there, you know, better than average. Yeah, I agree. Better than Shazam. Yes, exactly. Better than Shazam. Well, kids, friends homies girls whatever that is all the time we have today thanks for stopping by thanks for hanging out thanks for hearing us talk about different things we hope you're doing well we look forward to new year and doing new shit with you guys i am andy Liascos again from my main man mr patrick banis thanks for coming by and again in the words of my friend here mr patrick banis get ready because this ain't funny. My name is Pat B, and I'm about to make money. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Deuces, everybody. Make